0: 10 years ago, I knew that I wanted to start something. I didn't even know that I would build it into the company that it is today. But when I look back from now, it's almost like I can't work out how I didn't have this plan to get there because it feels like I followed a plan. But I didn't necessarily. It's it's a very strange thing. I think, was there a subconscious plan? Was, was it there? But I'm so grateful now for for just taking the next step every single time. I would say your absolute first hire, you're looking for somebody who has an invested interest in wanting to grow the company with you rather than somebody who just wants to turn up, do a good job and go home. There are benefits to taking lots of members of staff on at once, but we did that and didn't realise that we were completely changing the culture.
1: Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor podcast. The podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, ed tech, and education and, hopefully, inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organisation and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you and what they've learned about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to the 148th episode of the Qualified Tutor podcast. My name is Ludo Miller, the host of this podcast. Welcome back to our regular listeners. Welcome to any of you for whom uh, this is your first time listening to the Qualified Tudor podcast. And of course, a huge welcome to today's guest, Claire Riley. Claire, welcome to the Qualified Tudor podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about having a chat with you.
1: It's, um, it's always great to speak to uh, fellow podcast hosts and Claire's not one but two podcasts um, have been a, a bit of an inspiration for the Qualified Tutor podcast and I'm sure for many of our listeners because they touch on two key areas of um, of, of this community which is uh, people coming from the classroom, coming from teaching and uh, those who are looking to start education businesses which are the two areas that Claire specializes in. Um, so Really, Claire, I imagine will be familiar to many of you, our listeners. She is the co-founder and CEO of Classroom Secrets, the, the uh, subscription teaching resources site covering everything in maths, reading, grammar, punctuation, spelling, and French, of course. Um, and as I said, as well as this, Claire has, has run two podcasts. So the education business podcast and teachers podcast. Um, if you don't already listen and subscribe, then I'm sure you will by the end of today's episode. Hopefully, if, uh, if I've done my job, then you will. Um, and, you know, as well as the classroom secrets, um, and uh, and Claire's other wonderful business, um, these are kind of a, a testament, really, to her years in education and in understanding what it is that teachers need to, you know, in order to get started or, or grow their their own businesses. Um, so hopefully that will be you, listeners, within the next half an hour. Um, but Claire, as with so many other guests, I gather that uh, locating old school, old school reports was not quite possible. Who knows where they've gone after all these years? But you do have some tales from your school days. Is that right?
0: I do. But first, I wanted to say, well done on the intro. Like, I, I'm the host that goes, just introduce yourself. So that was amazing. Just like huge round of applause. I won't clap because, you know, we can't do that in front of the microphone. Um, but um, yeah, I just wanted to say, wow. <laughs> I mean, thank you. Um, so, yes, I, I don't have any uh, school reports to hand. But the interesting thing is, is that I have had to chat about this kind of thing with my mum recently. Um, So I actually, uh, people who listen to my podcast will know, I've been through um, a diagnosis for ADHD. And a lot of it is around what your childhood was like. And all my reports, my mum said that uh, she wanted to cry every time until I was about 10 years old, because she would look at the report and it would just say, Claire needs to stop daydreaming. And, And to be fair... I still daydream now. I just make the dreams a reality. <laughs> Are
1: you saying that you weren't able to do that as a child?
0: Um, well, I did make them a reality in my head. Yes, yeah. so, that was it. Do you know, my memories of school most of the time until I, I think there was this time when I woke up and I remember being in year six and I'd woken up and my mum seems to think it was around about the year five um, period. But I remember being in like the year three classroom And I remember playing in my head because it was, it was boring. So I would just escape to my head and I would be doing all the playing that I thought that I should be doing at home. And then I would turn to the the child next to me and say, what were you supposed to be doing? And they'd say, you should have been listening. And I'd be like, I thought I was, (laughs) I thought I was, I never, it's not like I consciously thought I'm just not going to listen. I just didn't listen. It was, it was just too boring.
1: Yeah. So what what were you dreaming about with regard to the future back then? Were you dreaming about future Claire Riley? Or were you just dreaming about the moment?
0: I think I was just, um, I mean, it's very hard for me to say it, more like I was playing
1: mm. Mm.
0: in my head. It was like the playing that you would do at home. Um, yeah, I can't say back then I necessarily had dreams about, the future and being an adult I wasn't sure how that would pan out obviously when I got into teenagers I think I did but sometimes you look back and memories are not really real and the past is not real and you make up the memory in the moment so sometimes you think of a memory but you don't know whether you made that up from a photo or another memory but I think I might have had a memory around about being a teenager that it'd be nice to own a business fund day I had no idea what that was I thought I'd own a business um being an entrepreneur is very different to owning a business but mm. yeah here I am I did it eventually
1: so are you now Claire living that dream are you happy that you have become a business owner
0: oh hugely um and I'm doing a lot of uh, gratitude things at the moment and um, you know we were talking just before we started recording I'm huge into personal development and one of the things I'm really grateful for at the moment is myself I'm grateful to myself for 10 years ago starting Classroom Secrets because the position I'm in now is just so removed from what I thought it could have ever been and the reason why I see that more and more is that I look at people around me and I see different situations they in. And they're not necessarily bad situations. They're just not situations I would want to be in. But the value that we've built in the company is mind-blowing. And it's almost like, I think, right, 10 years ago, I knew that I wanted to start something. I didn't even know that I would build it into the company that it is today. But when I look back from now, it's almost like, I can't work out how I didn't have this plan to get there because it feels like I followed a plan. But I didn't necessarily. It's, it's a very strange thing. I think, was there a subconscious plan? Was, was it there? But I'm so grateful now for, for just taking the next step every single time.
1: So it's been 10 years since you set up Classroom Secrets. Um, where, where is it at now? How does it... If you were to give a sort of uh, dissection of Classroom Secrets, where it is today in in you know the January twenty twenty three, are you happy with where it, with what it's become? You know that kind of thing.
0: What a good question! I don't think you're ever finished, but for me, it's about understanding. Every, everything's about understanding. It's understanding people, understanding the company, understanding yourself, and. It's just that we're a lot further on in the journey and I understand so much more about not necessarily what it should be, but what it could be. So if I think back to say 2019, I thought, oh great, I've built this company. I've got all these people. But how it is now is so different and so much better. But I wouldn't have got to that place if I hadn't have kind of built what I want to call a very chaotic beast at that point. And really the last three years have been about taming the beast, shall we say. I used to, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I, I like to talk in analogies a lot. And I used to say that um, when we started Classroom Secrets um, and we we realised, because it wasn't straight away, we realised, you know what, we're going to build this into something, we're going to have a team. We built the foundations for like a, a semi-detached house but then, by the end of two thousand and nineteen, we'd built this manor house on top of it, and so, beginning twenty twenty it was rebuilding the foundations of of maybe a nice detached house and making sure a nice detached house is on top of it. um so kind of resetting what we wanted out of it, I think if that makes sense.
1: That's honestly fascinating and and very. Um, and I'd say inspiring to hear that from someone saying that they would grown too much or, you know, that the, the business had grown too big. What are some of the warning signs, perhaps, for other small education business owners so that they don't grow too fast, too quick?
0: Yeah, um, that's such a good question. One of the things we did is we just grew one department. Um, we didn't really focus on the other departments. So for us, we grew the production department a lot um but then not the other department so that was me covering most of that which was not helpful the other thing is that um there are benefits to taking lots of members of staff on at once but we did that and didn't realize that we were completely changing a culture um and things needed to be a lot more systemized than maybe we were ready for because we were still quite entrepreneurial and then you can go the other way completely. And then you can have one department that's really, really systemized and then other departments that still need to be quite entrepreneurial. So I would say speed of hiring um, is certainly one thing, but the difficulty is this because you need, so we, if you've listened to any, any business books or any business podcasts, they talk about getting the right fit and, and knowing the right person and we can talk about that till we're blue in the face. And I, you know, I mentor people on this and the reality is I can tell you 80% of it, but until you experience it and make the mistake yourself, you're never going to quite get it. You're going to, you're going to listen to all of the advice and you're going to think, yeah, I must have the right person, but you have to feel it. If that makes sense, you have to feel what works and what doesn't. And so I would say that you have to accept that mess is part of the journey. And it it took me a long time to accept forgive myself, really, for the mess that I felt I've created Um, and just know that actually that's that's part of it. And I think one of the things I'm doing this year is I have um, joined a new group where there are entrepreneurs in there that are definitely way ahead of me. And to hear them say the same things is just so inspiring but also I can't think of the word, but makes me feel normal to know that it's just it's just normal, it's just part of the journey. You've got to expect that there are turbulent times where it feels like a mess. And the right thing to do is to clean up the mess. And then you might have another turbulent time, but you'll be more experienced.
1: Hmm. Which, you know, is a is a really good thing to know after ten years of running a business aren't that many people you know, probably listening in with a 10-year-old education business. It's, a, it's certainly a long, long time. With thanks to our sponsors this week, Newman Tuition and their founder, Zach Newman. Hi, this is Zach from Newman Tuition. Educating young people and helping them to fulfil their potential is one of life's great joys. If you are a high-caliber individual who shares our passion for teaching, then we would like to hear from you. We are committed to gathering together tutors who have strong academic records, an enthusiasm for teaching, and excellent interpersonal skills. This is why we seek only the best tutors to join our network, and why we are recommended by the Good Schools Guide. To join our team or to find out more, please visit newmantuition.co.uk. But Claire, you know, you don't just run Classroom Secrets. You also have um, the Education Business Club. That's right, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, a sort of two-part question here. Firstly, just briefly kind of a little bit more about what the education business does and who it serves. And then what you've learned about, Running two businesses simultaneously. What what are some of the things that you can tell other education business owners about that?
0: This is interesting. Actually, um, I feel like I should share some news just before I get into this. Um, oh. And and we talked about this before, but people listening to your podcast, there, people listening to your podcast are going to find this out before they listen to my podcast because it's a it's a few days before. Um, but so I think. I've seen some Facebook stories come up recently, actually, from 2019, where I was sharing just about business. So I've known from 2019, business is something I'm really passionate about and I want to help people with. And I was going through this process of trying to figure out what that was, who I would help. And for a while, I definitely fought against the whole, oh, help people in education business. And a lot of my mentors at the time were saying, this is it, it needs to be this, help teachers start a business. Um, and as we got more to 2021, so it was quite a period of time, I decided, yeah, yeah, this must be the thing. I'm, I started the Education Business Podcast and it's been so great to to share with other teachers who have started a business, but not just that, other people in education business. Um, but it's been a learning journey. And I think I, I've talked quite a bit on my podcast before about the businesses I had before classroom secrets and the fact that they were part of the journey. An education business club really is, is part of mine and Ed's mentorship journey. Um, so we're actually, we've recorded the, the final episode and that's going out, um, a couple of days after you're hearing this now. Um, it's not that, it's not that we're not going to do a podcast. There might be one in the future it might be together me and ed um it might be separate but we're not exactly sure what that is yet but what we do know and what we've learned through the process of education business club and mentoring people that we've mentored our real passion and our area of expertise is helping people who have um employed for the first time within the last 3 years and who have at least 3 employees basically we have experienced so much chaos and mess that we need to help people in that place um you've got to be at a certain level of anxiety and um overwhelm for us to really have a have a huge impact really um so that we do have a couple of clients who who fit that bill really so that's that's where we're at with education business club so what I would say is For us, it's not necessarily about just education business. It's just business in general. We just happen to have this education experience. And what it's meant running two businesses is it can actually be quite tricky unless you can find an aligned goal. And this is one of the reasons why we've decided that actually we're not going to continue with Education Business Club because we know that we're not necessarily hitting the right clients that are right for us. And so that then takes away from Classroom Secrets. And we've got these big goals for Classroom Secrets. So that's another reason for for stepping back this year so that we can really focus on what Classroom Secrets needs from us. But in order to – I would never recommend that somebody does these two businesses if you don't have a team. So when I started the Education Business Podcast, I had an ops director, and then maybe six months in – I had an ops director and an MD and there's obviously Ed as well, who's the CTO. So you can only do it if you're only staying in your lane in, in the businesses that you're in really. Like, um, hopefully that answers the question It's it's tricky and you have to be able to go, hang on a minute, this isn't working and stop something even if you really like it. Cause I really like recording the, the education business podcast, but I have to think about, is it right for our goals long-term maybe not
1: so there's a question that's coming out of this I think I can't let you get away with (laughs) oh (laughs) apart from going into business with your husband or wife which is I gather what you've done Mm -hmm. how do you pick the right team how do you pick the first person to work with
0: this is really hard um for me it was my sister um and in a way I did that more out of fear because I knew that I could trust her um I did have people before that but they were freelancers um and what I did when it, with the freelancers is I took too much responsibility I didn't ask them to change things I just changed it on myself um so there was a lot there and and you know on the education business podcast if you want to find out more about that I do go into to detail about all of the feelings I had because it's not just about knowing the stuff. It's about your mindset around it as well. Um, so what, what I say now when I'm mentoring people is your first hire needs to be somebody who's very entrepreneurial like you and wants to grow the business with you. So our ops director is called shan and she was not our first employee, but she was the first one who was really quite entrepreneurial and she didn't start as ops director, but she's ops director now for a reason. And she's she's kind of trekked the company like her own in the right way and helped us grow the company. And, and that served her really, really well. So I would say your absolute first hire, you're looking for somebody who has an invested interest in wanting to grow the company with you, rather than somebody who just wants to turn up, do a good job and go home. You could say there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not going to help you because, you know, if you're entrepreneurial and you're doing it the right way, you're going to have a of tasks and you're going to go, right, by uh, the end of uh, two weeks from now, I don't want to do this. How do we make sure this becomes your responsibility and you want to pass it over? And you're going to keep doing that all the time and you're going to always give them a little bit more than they can handle. And if they're entrepreneurial, they'll fly with that. So that's, yeah, you need a mini-entrepreneur. That doesn't want their own business, basically.
1: Yeah. And who possibly, one day, could take on the business? Um, or do you not... Do you, When you start a business, Claire, do you think about how you come to an end with that business? Or is that not a good way to think about when you, when you start a business?
0: I think it depends on who you are. Um, I think quite a lot of people that I mix with now who aren't in education would think that way. Would I think that way if I started a business now? You Probably. I didn't think like that when I started Classroom Secrets, but I do think like that more now, not necessarily because I want to, because I understand the importance of building value in the company and how to do that. Um, I mean, you could say now, i don't do that much at classroom secrets i'm not responsible for that much because i've got a managing director but that's not them taking on the business that's running the business for you and you becoming the owner investor when you sell it that's i suppose when they take it on so i don't know maybe maybe it's just a a definition thing i'm not sure
1: yeah Sorry, not a particularly nice question. I'm sure. Gosh, I'm being grilled I'm being grilled. I'm sure. um, Maybe there's something that you don't want to say for, you know, for those of your employees who are listening. But um, no, I mean, I mean, we we have to be real about these things. When we start a business, you know, we're not going to be. You know we, we may be founder forever, but we're not going to be in charge of it forever um and actually sometimes the best decisions to make for the business are ones that involve you stepping back which which obviously is you know it c- can be a sad moment for you um and can be a daunting moment for your team but um yeah, I, I think obviously if you pick the right people and, and you get that right fit and you you make sure that you have invested in a team before growing, then hopefully the team themselves will be empowered to to take on you know, more significant roles. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, what I want to say about that, though, as a caveat, is that you're right, but that team doesn't stay the same. So the team to get you from the, the um, I don't know, to 15 can be different from the team than to get you to 25. And it just so happens that Shan has um, been able to, to manoeuvre, but not a lot of people would. Um so that's okay as well. And, and I do think, you know, there'll be a lot of people listening who have have no intention really of growing a business so that they don't have to be the one in charge and becoming the founder. And that that's fine. You do have to do a lot more work to get to the point where you don't have to do the doing. Like it's a completely different type of business in a way.
1: Yeah. And um, that might be a conversation for another day. And now, a brief word from last week's guest, Ben Gadsby, whose episode you can catch after this. I really enjoyed being asked to bring along an old school report. I ended up talking a lot more about my own school experiences than I have done in a long time. I'm not sure if Ludo was just being nice, but I learned that some of the research stuff that I worry is too nerdy can actually be interesting to the right audience. My advice to a future guest would be don't overprepare before coming on the podcast. Come along ready for a fun chat and let the conversation happen naturally. Claire, thank you so, so much um, for taking us through that. I'm sure. Some of those things you may not have thought about for a while. Some of the things, some of those things you may not have said are on a podcast before, perhaps, especially not on someone else's podcast. I'm I'm sure you wanted to break the news about um, the end of the education business podcast to your own podcast first. I'm sorry for bringing you on this week. That's Um, okay. But, uh, this is also only, this is my third final, um, episode myself of, uh, hosting the qualified tutor podcast. So, um, you know, there's, uh, there's, Perhaps a, uh, you know, a changing of the guard, perhaps, um, and, and actually ties in very nicely with what we're saying about preparing for the future and, and that kind of thing, because, um, you know, these kind of think businesses podcasts, they don't last um, forever necessarily in the same guise that they have existed in. Um, now, on that note, <laughs> given all that we've just spoken about, perhaps this question has kind of asked, answered itself. But Claire, what is next for you? What's next for Claire Riley?
0: Oh wow! Um. Well, so this um, I've set my 2023 intentions. I'm sure you've done the same, and I feel more focused on them than ever this year. Real, real clarity. Um. So two two things. One's really wild, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um. So the first thing is that Ed and I, um, Ed's obviously my husband, I'm a co-founder. We're really going to work hard on growing our personal brands in business because. We want to set the stage for whatever comes next, even though we don't know what that is yet. Um, so that's that's the the first thing, and obviously um, the work that we're doing at Classroom Sequence. But the second thing is, I am, I've decided this year I'm going to learn to play piano. It's probably not what you're expecting, and um, I'm going to do some singing. Um, so I, I can sing. I did a degree in musical theatre. I don't know. I think it's the scariest thing on my like dream list. And here I am now saying, I'm going to do something with that.
1: So there you go. That's what I'm <laughs> going to do. Okay, well, I will try my best to hold you to that, Claire, <laughs> by the end of my next year. Um, no, what a wonderful skill, you know, um, outside of the professional sphere, for now, at least, unless you become a professional uh, singer. <laughs> um, but You never know away from business I think that's that's equally as important to create you know your business intentions and your and your personal goals that's why I always frame that question with the guest's full name because I really do mean that I don't just mean you know often on this podcast guests talk about their business and their philosophy you know professional philosophies and that's great that's why we've brought them on but you know also that's why I ask about your why and your school days and what's next for Claire Riley because I think that is an equally important part of 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 how we show up in business um, is, is our own you know individual selves, and also I think that's what makes this podcast a bit you know nice and human um, is that we're not just talking about business. Um, so Claire, well done for expertly combining your professional and your personal. Thank you. You've you've delivered a wonderful episode there. Um, if people want to get in touch with you straight after this, what's the best way they can do that?
0: Oh, straight after. And um, I am. Um... The best on Instagram, um, because I share stories on there as well. So if you, you are, if you, you really are know. Best, over.
1: You are the best on Instagram. I like that. I like yeah. the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you can follow me on LinkedIn, but you don't get the stories. On Instagram, I'm at Claire Riley Teacher Entrepreneur.
1: At Claire Riley Teacher Entrepreneur. That will be in the show notes below as well. That's Thank your you. next step. Of course, you can also head to uh, classroomsecrets.co.uk uh, to find all of your... Um, Uh, resources and 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 worksheets all of the things that you need to teach well in in maths english french those areas um or you can head and you can head to the educationbusinessclub.co.uk which is um claire's mentoring and, and, and business support um that she runs alongside her husband ed so um Listeners, thank you so, so much for tuning in to the 148th episode of this podcast. As I said just then, the 150th episode will be my final episode of this as hosting this podcast, but it is not the end of this podcast. So um, stay tuned for more info on what kind of comes next. Um, But Claire, thank you so much for turning up today uh, and teaching our audience about, about how to build a business. I mean, that was really amazing. Thank you so much. Um, And we will speak again soon, Claire. Cheerio then, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Your next step is to check out the Love Tutoring Community, and in particular, Love Tutoring Community Connect a new premium membership space which will serve all your subject-specific CPD needs alongside a friendly professional community space that meets regularly. Visit qualifiedtutor.org transformational-training to find out more about our CPD-accredited, level 2 safeguarding and Ofqual-recognized courses, the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. See you there.